You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to the, well, unfortunately, second to last episode of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good, the bad, and everything in between surrounding the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined alongside Lindsay Hansen. Uh, Lindsay, um, vibes are probably a little low right now, huh? Uh, yes, I just don't really understand um, what the hell happened on Sunday. <laughs> coming from coming from the Vikings game, it was just such a drastic contrast um, in terms of performance across all sides of the ball. So it was just disappointing. I mean, the Lions, you know, they deserved to win that game. They showed up to win, and that's what they did. The Packers didn't, so they lost. And our playoff chances are, as we all know, um, no longer. So, you know, it's it's just frustrating. Yeah, you know, Detroit, to their credit, you know, not to take anything away from them, they are no longer what they were. Dan Campbell had those guys overachieving quite a bit this year. So, I mean, in terms of a franchise that's been downtrodden, uh, you know, no, Detroit didn't make the playoffs, but they finished with a winning record. You know, they finished better than the Packers. So it is what the standings say you are. And, you know, in terms of the Packers' performance against the Vikings, you know, it's like the like in Cinderella, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. That's, I think, what happened to the Packers. They reverted to form and the same problems that killed them all year ended up bearing their season. So fitting that it worked out that way, but uh, yeah, 20 to 16 loss to the Detroit lions at Lambeau field on Sunday night football. Um, no need to really, you know, we'll get into more of a season recap next week. We'll just do a little bit of a little bit of a postmortem on this uh, on the season ending loss. So uh, Lindsay, what do you got for, we got a lot. We got a lot of sausage to hand out in this one. What do you got oh, for the worst? Yes, we do. Um, this is a complete turnaround from last week when we had so much in the good section. So let's start things off with um, I think the obvious, which is Quay Walker. Um, I just what the hell was that? This is the second time that he's been ejected for unsportsmanlike conduct after shoving a non-player of the opposing team. He was interviewed um, following the game, and, uh, you know, he said many things, but essentially he was he just said, I, I got to work on controlling my emotions. It's a fault that I have, and, you know, I'm human just like, just like everyone else. I just happened to put a helmet on, and it's something I got to continue to work through. So, you know, it... I don't know. I mean, 
the Packers need to respond to it. They need to address it. And obviously I know that, you know, they did in the moment, but they need to figure out how to, um, how to help him not do that. I mean, it's just, it's an insane thing to, uh, to have happened twice. And I get that he's a rookie. I do. I, he's a, he's a young kid and, um, you know, this is everything that he's been working for his entire life and emotions are high. I do understand all of that. There is still no excuse for, um, for just bursts of anger towards the opposing teams, non-football playing, like non-football players. It's just, you know, this was part of the medical, uh, training staff. Again, I, I don't know. It's just, they've got to figure out a way to, uh, to get that under control, or I don't think Walker is going to be part of the Packers for much longer if, if he can't, um, get, get it under control. Because one thing the Packers don't do is put up with that. They just don't. And so this is the second time I, I really don't think he has another try or another chance. I think he needs to, uh, that, that needs to be his last. Otherwise he may be looking for another team to call home. Yeah. I think, you know, I think I, I think he's going to get a little bit of a longer leash, unfortunately, just it's fair or not. It's the way the NFL works because he is a first round pick. Um, so a release I don't think is in the cards. Uh, report came out today that it seems like a suspension's not, not in the offering either, but a fine is likely. But, you know, it's, he knew he had a problem with it. And Matt LaFleur in his way, you know, he's not going to go up there and chew a player out in the, in front of the media. That's just not who the head coach is. But, you know, he said this can't happen. You know, this, there's, there's no excuse for that. And honestly, I thought this was going to be, we'll talk more about it, but to me, I thought, you know, this undisciplined play would have been the, this spelled the end of a uh, certain defensive coordinator. That is not looking like the case, but Quay Walker really came on at the end of the year in terms of performance. If we want to talk about some good, uh, he just has to control this. He knows it. Matt LaFleur knows it. Uh, otherwise, like you said, the leash will get shorter. Um, you know, after, if the league's going to find him something like this happening next time, he's looking at a suspension of at least a game, probably more. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do hope that he's able to figure out like through therapy and anger management, whatever it is that he needs to do. I hope he does it because he does have potential. He has been showing great strides in, in the latter part of the season, um, and he was having a good game up until then. So it's just, uh, it's really wild and it's just unacceptable. His behavior, those two times, it is simply unacceptable and there's no if, ands, or buts about it. He needs to, he needs to uh, figure out a way to get that part of him under control. So another... <laughs> Another time where the entire country watching the game on Sunday night was asking what in the hell is happening was when Razul Douglas walked up to get the ball and he, okay, like it it felt like I was on drugs. I was like, what is going on right now? Is something like there was no, there was no whistle there. Like, you know, obviously we're, we found out that they did call a timeout and that's why he walked up to it. It was the most 
confusing thing I've seen during a game. And then following that, he got a penalty, um, setting up the Lions for a much easier field goal. I mean, oof, guys, like emotions were running high at that point in the game. It it was just like, it was really wild. And uh, I don't understand why he had to react in that way. I mean, he, he got shoved and he reacted with hitting him upside the head. Like, I mean, he, he did say on Twitter, um, his post was crazy. People don't get why I did this. He missed a kick earlier in the game and we called timeout on the play. I wasn't about to let him get a free kick. So I did this now me hitting him after he pushed me, I take full accountability for that. So it was just a truly confusing uh, situation. I had no idea what was going on. And uh, what were you thinking when you saw it? Well, it's one of those you can't hit any, but you don't hit a player in the head, even as a slap. It's just that is that is such a no-no. Like, it's it's dumb. And losing their poise like this, again, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, this will segue into our next point, but this is an indictment of coaching and of leadership. Um, it really is. The undisciplined stuff can't keep happening. Um, you know, it looks like they're going to get a chance to run it back next year. And I am saying that through gritted teeth. You know, I, I don't understand, but uh, I, you, you can't do that. You can't do that in big moments that, you know, that's the thing with this locker room, the way Matt LaFleur has got the vibes kind of set up is, you know, letting players kind of run the show works great when things are going well, but when things are going off the rails or things are not going quite up to plan, you got to crack the whip and kick some ass. And I have shown, it's judging by the results of that, I I hope to God that's more that they do. And I hope to God Matt LaFleur has a stronger hand next year um, in terms of discipline, because this is not Green Bay Packers football at all, um, this type of punk behavior. It's not. Yeah, it's it's really not. Um, and like I said, I get emotions were running high, but there's just no excuse for any of it. There really isn't. And it's uh, it's just not not great to see. Um, we've touched on it already. <laughs> oh, so it looks like Joe Barry is going to come back um, next season. LaFleur said he doesn't anticipate many, if any, staffing changes this offseason. Uh, I will say there were signs of life during Vikings. We all saw it. I mean, that was a phenomenal standout performance by this defense, by Joe Barry's defense. And at points, you know, random points throughout the season, but the consistency, it just isn't there, especially considering the talent that we have on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, go ahead. Go go in on them. We all know how you feel about them. <laughs> my worst fears were have, have been concluded. You know, they went on a run in these last four games when they won those four games that made them delusional to think they're better than they really are. Uh, this is an organization that is, I'm going to say what uh, I think it was Batub that said it in Slack. This is an organization that is getting high off the smell of their own farts. Um, it's something where it, I don't, I don't understand it. I had a bad feeling that this, I'm like, God, I mean, we knew they were going to run it back in regards 
you know, with, with Rogers contract and everything, that there's going to be some running of the, but I wanted to see some changes on defense and Matt LaFleur, God bless his poor soul, uh, seems to think Joe Barry can still be the answer. I don't understand it. Um, this team is not as good as they think they are, even after the four games. Um, and next year, you know, if they finish five and 12, six and 11, maybe we'll know more, but this is you now Matt, Matt LaFleur sticking his neck out like this warms his seat up a little bit. I'm going to go and make a little bit of a hot take. I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm not saying he is in danger of getting fired next year, but this, the, I, I'm on a watch. You know, if we talk about weather, I'm, I'm on a Matt LaFleur watch right now. You know, if they play like this next year and they're bad next year, Barry will be gone and Matt LaFleur will be squarely on the hot seat uh, for 2024. So we'll have to wait and see there, but I, I clearly don't understand it. Number two, you know, conversely, to be fair here, I don't know, you know, if the, say the Packers did decide, you know, Matt LaFleur said it's, he doesn't anticipate a change. Say he does make a change outside of Jim Leonard or getting in like a, you know, a um, Vic Fangio or trying to lure Wade Phillips out of being a head coach in the XFL. You know, I don't know who else they would get that could, that would be an improvement, you know, at the same time the the defensive coordinator pool is, is weird. You know, maybe if Todd Bowles got fired by the Buccaneers, you know, the Bucks flop in the playoffs, you know, maybe I could see that Brandon Staley from the chargers, maybe, but you know, I, I don't really know how else they would get better at the same time, but you know, Jim Leonard's also never coached in the NFL because I know a lot of Packer fans would be banging that drum. So that may not work either. So, I mean, in a sense, I understand where Matt LaFleur is coming from, but your defense just played the most undisciplined I've seen them play in a long time. Uh, I don't understand the decision there at all. Like it's, I thought after seeing the way they handled themselves in this game, I thought that was it for Barry. I'm like, oh, they're done. I'm like, I know the defense is playing okay, but that undisciplined stuff, man, I thought that was going to be the end of end of Joe Barry, but apparently it's not. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, speaking of the end, Aaron Rodgers. So we obviously are recording this um, before any decisions have been made in regards to his future, whether he is going to be returning next year or retiring. We don't know. Um, What we do know is his last throw of the 2022 season was an interception by Joseph to be a quarterback of the caliber to which Rodgers is and has been up until this season, that's just, oh, that's got to sting, man. And like, okay, so let's let's look at the stats. So he finished the game just with uh, 17 and 27 for 205 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That ended the season without a single game of 300 passing yards and his lowest passing yardage in a full season of his career. He tripled. Same, same with the passer rating. His passer rating was low. Yeah, he tripled his interceptions from four last season to 12 this season. And then exactly like you said, seeing his, we saw his passer rating drop 20 points to 91.1, the lowest in his career as a starter. I mean, Oh, it's just so painful to watch. I mean, uh, what 
do you have any, like, what are your thoughts? Do you think he's going to retire? Like, do you think he's going to run it back? What are you thinking at this moment? I don't know. Um, You know, he's, you know, when you signed a quarterback at that age to an extension like that, there is some risk. You know, we thought Rodgers was going to decline. I, you know, I think it would have been more gradual instead of him falling off the cliff. Now, he may go on Pat McAfee at some point and say, oh, this was a bad season by my standards. No, dude, this was a bad season by everyone's standards. You were ranked in the 20s in passer in categories across the board. So don't don't feed me that smug bullshit. Um, it's it, You were bad this year. Um, as far as what I think he's going to do, I think the man's ego is at the point now where I don't think he's going to want to end it that way. Um, he's also got a lot of money on the table to want to come back. Me, I'm, you know, in personal feelings, I'm ready to rip the Band-Aid off. Let's see what Jordan Love can do. And now, because this team, to go back, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little later on, but they're, gonna, they're in a quarterback conundrum now. Maybe not right now, but down the road, they're going to be um, because, because of this. So, I, you know, they're, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. But if I were a betting man, I think he's going to be back. But, I, you know, it, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking, and I say that a lot in multiple contexts, but I have no clue what he's going to do, but I, I bet you he'll be back. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously none of us know, as I said, like we, none of us know, we can pretend and we can speculate, but Rogers doesn't even know. Right. I know he said it himself. He, um, in the post game presser, he said, he's got to step away from the emotion of the season before being able to, you know, make up his mind, which makes total sense. I mean, you can't make a decision like that off of emotion because it's it's raw right now um considering how this season went and how it ended so poetically for us i so jameson williams asked him for um his jersey at the end of the game and he said not this one um he, this isn't a direct quote, but he essentially said, like, I'll send you one. I just got to hold on to this one. And some are speculating that that means, you know, this may be the final game jersey that he wears. Um, he said there are some specials I, that he needs to uh, to keep and that that was one I, of them. I think that moment's being way overhyped. Um, we've, we're, we're, it's the off season now, and we have to remember, Paul said it best, uh, don't pay attention to what Aaron Rodgers says, pay attention to what he does. The man is a troll of a Jedi-level skill. There is not a single word that comes out of that man's mouth that is not calculated, that is not planned. He knows what he's doing. So I think, you know, maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he will retire, but I think, you know, that I think we're reading way too much into that moment, but maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is a calculating, manipulative man, and I, I, I have a feeling that's what this is. Yeah, I mean, the only thing special about that game was the Lions. So, um, I mean, it sure as hell wasn't wasn't the Packers. So that's, I mean, I don't know. Was it his last football game? We don't know, but that is uh, that is cause for speculation, and the internet went. Uh, when a blaze on on that tidbit um i mean i have a feeling i don't know i have a feeling that this may be it 
but then at the same time, I also, I also know that that is not how he wanted to end it. Um, and to have the last throw be an interception, I just don't know if someone who's been competing his entire life in the game of football can walk away knowing that fact, but I'm not going to pretend to know him or know what he's thinking and what matters to him. I just, that's a feeling that I get. Um, an, with- an, inter- an interception at home in an elimination game, Favre went out the same way. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It is officially uh Rogers retirement watch again, um, this time 2023 version. So <laughs> we will see. Um, but moving on to LaFleur, um, you know, we've touched on it. I mean, some of the some of the decisions that he has made this season, especially some of the play calling that he's made on offense. Um, it's questionable. I will also remind everyone that we have had phenomenal record, uh, season records with him. And, uh, the one thing that, you know, every, every team, every coach has off seasons, like this is just part of the game. We all know this, especially being Packers fans. If you're older, you've, you've experienced, uh, you know, down, um, downtime for the Packers as well. So, I mean, it, it comes with the territory. He did seem to get a little better at responding when the chips are down. We've talked, we touched on that definitely with the Vikings episode last week. Um, I do not think that he should be fired. I do not think that he should go anywhere. I, I do believe that he has work to do just like everyone else on this Packers team. Um, so, I mean, do you have anything else to add about LaFleur? Like, what do you, I know you kind of touched on it earlier already. Yeah. They, I, just getting better at the goal line, especially the red zone offense stunk this year. It seems like when Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett was terrible in Denver in that regards too, before he got fired, but yeah, whatever combination they had, you know, they stunk at the goal line. Like you don't need to be sitting in shotgun at the, go, in a, within the five yard line. You don't. Um, how much of that is LaFleur and how much of that is Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I don't force, I can't see them running that with Jordan Love. That's not usually a uh, staple of this offense, but yeah, I, he's, he's definitely on the right to correct the ship a little bit. Um, it's just a matter of who he's going to have under center, but I, uh, you know, I definitely think my consider myself, my, I've got an eyebrow raise, but I'm not, I won't say I'm concerned yet. Agreed. Yeah. Um, next was the offensive line. Uh, Hutchinson. Oh my God. He is a, uh, he's a, he's a machine. He, so Bach, you know, he did well against Hutchinson, but he was really the only one on our O-line who was able to, uh, to stop him. And, um, he Rogers got uh got sacked a couple of times and uh after one of them he uh he seemed to have hurt 
re-hurt his thumb that he broke and was playing with uh, all season. So, I mean, I, that's, I haven't heard any reports on if, you know, I don't have any updates, but that is uh, that during the game, that is what it appeared um, because he, he was seemingly in quite a bit of pain. Um, and it was that, that exact same thumb. Um, and not shortly after that is when he threw that interception. So, I mean, our O-line like Bakhtiari, thank God for him. I'm, it was great to have him back. Um, he always does, you know, always does well for us, but ish, Hutchinson is a, he's a hard one to stop and our O-line was feeling it. Yeah. You know, Yash Nyman getting benched, um, for Zach Tom, definitely a, uh, helped. I mean, the rookie, the rookie held his own. I mean, it's tough going up against Hutchinson, but, uh, I think, you know, the right side of the O-line is something they're going to have to look at this going forward. I think Zach Tom definitely has the potential to be a right tackle. Um, John Runyon, I think, you know, even a right guard was fine. I think it's more been the right tackle. I think it's going to go, you know, I think the off, the answer at the offensive line is going to be Bakhtiari, um, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom. I think that's, I think that's the way forward. Um, even though I think Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari's future is in a bit of a question, but I think he's going to be more of a restructuring or anything, but yeah, definitely a, uh, definitely was kind of a wolf performance there. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that kind of sums up the entire season and game. <laughs> um, but all right, guys. Well, that is that is what we uh, we had for the worst. That well, was a- I do want to I do want to throw one more thing in the worst column just because it wrecked me somewhat emotionally, even as down as I've been on Aaron Rodgers. That scene of him and Cobb leaving at the end of the game, arms wrapped around each other, just shattered my soul. It was like that photo of uh, Rodgers hugging Cobb back in 2018 when the pack, when he left the Packers, you know, and Cobb was crying on the sidelines. Uh, this one hit me hard too. So definitely the worst image of the game. That be- I feel like that belongs in the, uh, the cheddar almost though, because I mean, yeah, it was definitely emotional and, um, it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And the, the images that were captured from it were obviously stunning as well. Um, I think it, it tugged on a lot of people's heartstrings and. Oh, you, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. You can just see their, uh, you know, they're, they're true friends. I mean, they're, they've got a lot of love and respect for each other and, um, and that's that's how they wanted to walk off the field and you know for the last time and for the season um as we know it right now so it was it was a really really cool powerful moment and um yeah it was a special thing yeah you know yeah you you're right it was it was a great image i mean i for those who don't know i work at one of the tv stations in green bay and we use that video quite a bit in our um and our Packers stuff. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will, uh, we will take a quick break and we will get uh, back to the cheddar. Uh, we have a few things, a few bright spots from Sunday night's game. So we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. We are back. Uh, looking now for silver linings in that horrible... Uh, game from Sunday night that ended the Packers 2022 season. So highlight of the game. And I think really, you know, highlight of the season, you know, one of the few bright spots to take from the season was Christian Watson uh, getting all, you know, he's, he's Rogers and him are trying to definitely work on getting a rapport developed. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if that continues, depending on what the quarterback does, but I, they, they've got something in Watson. I mean, we can debate Romeo Dobbs all around, but I think, you know, just in terms of athleticism, I think they really have something. Uh, number nine. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, that kid is going to be, he already is becoming a star in his own right, but he is going like, he's going to be one of the, the most dangerous weapons um, in next year. I truly believe that he had another, so he crossed a hundred yards for the third time this season, uh, Sunday night. And that 45-yard bomb from Rodgers, my God, was that a beautiful, beautiful catch. I mean, it was, you know, proof. It was example that he he can make a tough contested catch. He was on, I mean, the defense uh, defender was on top of him and he still came away with it. And um, also giving a nod to Rogers because that was a phenomenal throw. That was classic Rogers that we've seen sprinkled in throughout the season. It was, it was a stunning pass and it was an unbelievably great catch. And uh, that led to, you know, that opened us up for the touchdown uh, right after that, that grab. So, um, you know, obviously we didn't, we weren't able to maintain that lead that we <laughs> got, but it was uh, it was fantastic, and I cannot wait to continue to watch Watson just rise because he is he is something special. I'm I'm just so stoked to uh, to be, and I really hope the Packers realize what they have in him, and and I think they do. I think that's pretty evident, but um, really hope that he's around for for a long while. Yeah, you know, one of the best things you can turn over to a young quarterback, you know, if it's Jordan Love or somebody else, you know, is a developed receiver core. And I think, you know, they definitely got that with with Watson, uh, for sure. Uh, second thing item on the list, you know, where the hell was this all season, from the where the hell was this all year department? Uh, Darnell Savage actually looked a little better making solid tackles and being where he needed to be. Uh Future definitely very much still in doubt in Green Bay, but I think he at least gives the Packers something to think about in terms of what to do with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he uh, he definitely has been performing better the latter part of the season after he was uh, 
he was benched. Uh, he had the Packers only two pass breakups and led the team in tackles with 11. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he seems to, we talked on it about it last week as well, but his response to, um, being demoted and being benched has been really, really cool to see because he's, uh, he's used it as fuel to be better and, um, I hope it continues. Yeah, you know, it, I, I, you know, it, we'll have to see where he's at next year. A lot of tough decisions awaiting him for sure. Um, last thing I want to touch on, and this was kind of, this is more league wide and just in terms of the individual, but I, the thing with the, the DeMar Hamlin, um, just the outpouring of love around him for him league wide. Uh, just a inspiring show, you know, third of the three and all the, on both 30 yard lines at Lambeau painted, uh, to look like, you know, to make the three stand out a little bit. Um, uh, we recorded our show last week before, uh, the events unfolded. Uh, we won't recap them. Everybody's seen or heard what's gone through it, but, uh, he's out of the hospital back in Buffalo, uh, out of the Cincinnati hospital. He's back in a Buffalo hospital and reports saying he could be out of those in the next, uh, couple of days after just a remarkably scary situation uh just the the inspiration that's come from that and uh I don't think I'm going to be alone in saying I think I'm going to adopt the Bills as my team to go with the Packers oh you know I think everybody America is going to be rooting for Buffalo on these playoffs yeah um absolutely and um I mean the entire the entire country the entire world really um, rallied around Hamlin and it was really, really special and incredible to see after such a just traumatic and awful experience, um, that, that he went through and that the Bills and Bengals experienced as well. Um, so I, I mean, like everyone else, I'm so, so, so happy that he is doing better. Um, and the uh, the amount of support, I mean, just it was it was humanity at its best, um, and that is that is something that um, I don't take for granted at all. Being able to see those moments of um, people coming together and rallying around someone and and just giving love out into the world um, to help. It's really really beautiful. Not to get all sappy or whatever, but. Um, it's a really, really cool thing. And the fact that they got a return, um, a return touchdown, um, uh, during their game, um, the Bills. And, uh, it was the first time Josh Allen said in three years and three months to the day that they had had a kickoff return touchdown. Um, and obviously we all know his, DeMar Hamlin's number is three. So if that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will, but um, really, really amazing and incredible. And I'm so happy that he is doing better. Yeah, just divine divine intervention all around in that entire situation, especially at that game. Um, just a remarkable sight to see. Uh, looking ahead now, this is where we would normally look forward to the next opponent. And, and uh uh, the season's over, so uh, looking ahead to the offseason, obviously we, we went in depth on Rodgers. Um, 
but a lot of tough decisions await. Um, what's going to happen with Randall Cobb, you know, Alan Lazard, all but sounding like he's done. You know, it's just, there's, there's some, there are some very tough decisions uh, awaiting the Packers, you know, changes could be coming, you know, obviously a quarterback primarily, um, but they have a bunch of pending free agents that they're going to have to make, make a decision on, you know, Aaron Jones needs to be in that conversation, unfortunately, but uh, tough decisions awaiting it. Unfortunately, looks like it might be another painful off season for the Packers. Yeah, um, I think, you know, there are, there are so many decisions that need to be made. Our, um, our cap space problem is definitely going to be at the forefront of a lot of those decisions. And we're going to start to see the effects of that. Um, and, you know, obviously Rogers, I mean, we don't know what's, uh, what's happening there yet. So, um, a lot to, a lot to watch this offseason. And yeah, Lazard in the post game presser said, um, I kind of had a realization that my first game here and my, and potentially my last game, which it is, was going to be the Lions. So that's, it was a really interesting, um, we don't know, you know, obviously what's going to happen, but it did sound the way he phrased it that, um, that he knew maybe this was, this was it for the, the Packers for being a Packer, um, which is going to be really unfortunate if we lose him. I mean, Lazard and Watson are essentially our only two receivers. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled to, uh, to what happens this off season, but I don't think it's going to be a boring, uh, a boring one. That's for sure. I think there's going to be a lot of change coming. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Lazard, that, the contract thing with him, I think we kind of saw that. I think we all forgot about it by how he was playing this season. But the contract thing uh, flared up a bit last year. It's definitely going to be at the forefront this year. And I I think that's I, – I'm all but writing him off coming back. Uh, free agency, like you said, not much cap space there. Uh, but the big question, the other big decision, you know, the Packers have at the quarterback decision not involving Aaron Rodgers is by this spring, they need to decide on what to do with Jordan Love's fifth-year option. Uh, that is a hefty pay hike. They still don't really know what they have in him. So the Packers now are faced with this decision. Do you take a risk and pay him a shit ton of money for one year and roll the dice a bit? Or do you not exercise that option, eventually let him go, and then start over again at the quarterback position, you know, looking for another quarterback in the future? I can see both sides to that coin. I tend to say, depending on how they do this with Rogers money, I think you almost should probably give him the, give him, give him the pay hike, but that is going to be a very, very difficult decision. And, you know, that and the Rogers decision are the two to watch so far, I think in terms of the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, (laughs) we need to figure out what our quarterback quarterback situation is going to, going to be, um, it's going to be interesting, guys. We, yep. You know, and then I had I had a note in here about potential change at both coordinators, Matt Lafleur, uh, blowing that up yesterday, saying he's not anticipating staff changes. I thought, you know, if you're going to fire both coordinators, you're putting yourself on the hot seat. I so I figured Stenovich probably was safe, but the, the defensive coordinator thing just still boggles my mind. But Matt Lafleur is smarter than I am. Uh, and then finally, to end on a. Highish note, uh, Green Bay owns the 15th overall pick in the draft. 
the Chicago Bears, who still suck, uh, own the number one overall pick. But Green Bay is going to have a, you know, that's, that's the bad thing about losing, you know, the way the season went, you know, with that winning streak. The season ended as bad as they could. You lose, you miss out on that top 10 pick. You still have no clue what the hell you have in Jordan Love. Um, and you miss the playoffs. So it's just painful ending all around. But uh, thoughts on the draft position before we wrap up? Yeah, you know, I I think that um, it's, you know, it's not the best, obviously, but it's it's decent. And I am not a... I am not a believer in tanking a season just to get a draft pick. I I do um understand why they fought and why they continued to, you know, they wanted to go to the playoffs. That's always the goal and I think it always should be otherwise. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like when until that your playoff chances are at 0.0, you you fight. Absolutely. Yeah. Look how close they came this year. It's crazy. So Yeah, exactly. So um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it could be better, but it, uh, it could be a lot worse. So I think we'll, we'll see what they, what they do with it. Um, they usually, they've made some, some phenomenal picks, uh, and drafts in, in the past, as we all know, and some questionable ones. So hopefully we, <laughs> we get, uh, we get a good one this time and we use it, um, because we're going to need a lot of help next season. I mean, we, I think yep. we, all, we all are aware of that. So, Yeah, it definitely won't be a quiet offseason, so there, there, there will still be plenty to talk about. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we will be back for one more show uh, for our season finale, just kind of doing the cheddar and worst of the season as a whole, kind of like a season in review. Uh, not sure if that will be next week or what, um, you know, depending on the Rodgers situation. Pat McAfee's firing his mouth off, saying he might have some uh, news next week. Last time he did that, it was a nothing burger. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, until then, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Sorry we don't have any playoff game to talk about. But, uh, hey, you know, that doesn't change much, and we will still end the same way. Go Pack Go. Always. Go Pack Go. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.